Be sure to get down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. You can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time. Welcome to Two Idiots Talking Sports. I am your host, Alex. I am joined by my co-host, Zach. What's up, Zach? What up, what up? All right, we are here. Zach, it is the eve of the NBA playoffs, and we have lots and lots to discuss. Uh, first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing good. My uh, I'm in lacrosse season now. And my lacrosse team is making a little run to try and make the playoffs, so that's been exciting. That's cute. Fun. I'm, you know, I'm always in coaching season. Um, so we got a bunch of things we'll talk about today, Zach. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna preview each first round series. Uh, we're gonna go over end of the season awards, and then we're gonna look at our preseason predictions to see how we fared with our ranking of NBA teams going into the season, as well as our over unders. I just have no idea of the Knicks in the playoffs, so I can't wait. Well, you did. Or you almost did. Um, Speaking of the Knicks, though, before we get into any of that, I'm going to give the footnotes of Phil Jackson's press conference today because Phil spoke to the media for basically the first time, like, all season because he's just been a hermit from the media and doesn't talk to anyone. And just had some bombshell quotes that did not go over well. Bring them out. Come on. So, the biggest one is he said, uh, well, where do we, first he said, he said in his player exit meeting, he said, uh, when talking to Mel, he said, I just said that you, uh, you haven't won here. You don't want to end up, you, uh, you don't want to end your career not winning, which, uh, that is not something you want to have labeled on your career. So, kind of like Jedi mind tricks, trying to get them to like, manipulate them they want to get out like trying to like plant the seed which is like i don't like but the big one is say he said he's better off using his talent somewhere where he could win a championship he said that he said he's better off somewhere else in the press conference i mean we know that Mello's played his last game to the neck. he also went on to say We've not been able to win with Anthony on the court, basically blaming everything on Carmelo Anthony, which is ridiculous. I'm I'm not saying Melo is void of blame, but who's gets the most blame should be Phil. Then also when asked if he's been critical of Melo, he said he hasn't been critical of Melo. He said holding the ball too long is not a criticism. That's what he does. That's a pure fact. <laughs> and then Melo wow. Mello immediately responded on Instagram with a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio from The Great Gatsby looking like Rico Suave and it just it like with like tear faces in, in all caps. Really? So it's days Wow. Season I don't play Mello. I mean, damn, Phil. What a fucking grumpy old man, dude. Phil just going after Mello and and I think the pulse of Nick Nation or how I feel as a Knicks fan, is everyone is so pissed off at Phil that they've kind of rushed the Mellow's defense. And I'm not just talking about... I don't blame them. I think, like, 
Bill and Dolan are both so despicable. It's like Dolan's so despicable. They rush to Opie's defense. Bill is just so... It's like, dude, who are... Like, don't forget you had Jordan and Kobe when you won those rings, bro. You weren't coaching the box. Like, take a step back. Take a deep breath, dude. Well, I don't like him taking shots. And and, and the fans aren't just rushing to Melo from today, which they are. But the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, the way Phil has been like publicly trying to move them, and it's just been tough. I think everyone around the league and fans are kind of feeling for Melo, and it's like, you know, he might not be the answer, but it's not all his fault, and it's, the teams around him suck. Or the players, you know, we, do, we haven't really supported him with a good cast, and they suck now, and so... Mello is... I never bought. I never bought any of that whole Zen BS. Um, I'm just, I guess, blasting your players and then your one presser is like so Zen-like. I mean, what what do you even say to this? Well, ESPN reported yesterday that Mello is quote strongly leaning towards waving his no trade clause. I saw that. Good for him. I mean, of course. He, I don't know where he could go. I, I still like Melo. I don't think the Knicks will ever win with him. I'm not saying they can't make the playoffs, they can't be good, but I can't imagine they'll win a championship with him. I could be wrong, but I, I still think he's this a really good basketball player. This is doing him player. wrong, though. This is doing him wrong. What did he do to Phil? Did he bang GD Buss? No, but the Knicks have been, haven't made the playoffs in four years. And they've been really bad since Phil got there. Phil's been there for three seasons. They've been terrible. I mean, did Melo trade for Derrick Rose and sign Noah? Oh, Phil also talked to Derrick Rose, and Rose really wants to come back to New York. And he said that in the presser, too. That sucks for you. I know. Um, if, if they're going to yeah. get rid of Melo, they have to let Rose walk. Even if they break, don't trade Melo, they have to let Rose walk. But I'm telling you right now, if they trade away Mello for like a package built around Austin Rivers, and then they re-sign Derrick Rose, fans might just burn down Madison Square Garden. Like they'll just flat out riot because nobody wants Rose back. Fans like Mello. I don't think they'd be upset to see him go, but it's just it's I don't know. I Phil and fans are upset because Phil they picked up Phil the two year option on Phil. They could have gotten out of Phil's contract. At the end of the season, but they said how he's Dude, coming those back. Those quotes are just so low. I mean, if that's what he said, it's just it's just sad almost. Well, it, it will be really... old news. They'll move on tomorrow when the playoffs start. But the the quote uh, he would be better off somewhere else is all over every media outlet right now. It's like the the top NBA story going into the playoffs is Phil says Mello would be quote better off somewhere else. You just don't disrespect a lot. I mean. He's a Hall of Famer. Melo's going to be a Hall of Famer. Okay, he's a Hall of Famer. He's got three gold medals, maybe four. He's a Hall of Famer. You just don't dis- go out and disrespect someone like that. He's got four gold medals. Um, this is probably enough Knicks talk. We've already probably talked too much, but Knicks starting the offseason off with a bang by plastering their their uh, star player after a thirty win season. We, can we talk about the playoffs? Can we talk about more uplifting things? Please, I didn't lead with the Knicks. I know, I'm sorry. It, it literally happened today. I felt like I had to talk about it. All right, so we're going to start with the Eastern Conference playoff preview. And we're going to start in... Yes. Uh, we're just going to jump right in, Zach. We're going to do the one seed, the Boston Celtics, versus the eight seed Bulls. The series in the regular season was tied 
two apiece. What do you think? Who do you got in the Boston Bull series? Any thoughts on this? I think that Hoiberg is going to start Wade, Ronto, and Butler because he can't help himself and that the Celtics will win in five. Celtics in five. I Wade is back, as you already noted. Um, the thing that's interesting to me is Chicago has the best player in the series. I think Jimmy Butler is the best player. And... The but what killed Boston in the playoffs last year is they don't have a star, and I love Isaiah Thomas, but Isaiah shot the ball terribly two years in a row in the playoffs. He gets points, but he like in super high volumes. So uh, it's high volume, but it's efficient, and he averaged about no, it's not efficient. Zach, shooting below forty percent from the field is not efficient. That's the opposite of efficient. His shooting percentage was really that low. Yeah. Both, it was he shot like thirty three percent two years ago, and then like thirty eight percent. Talking about last playoffs. Year. I'm talking about the regular season this year. No, he had a career year. He's one of the best players in the league this year, scoring wise. I'm, I'm saying, I think he's gonna ball a little bit. The Bulls. I don't know who he's. Who does he? I guess they put him on Rondo. I like Boston. I like Boston in six. I wouldn't be shocked to see this series go seven. I don't have a lot of faith in Boston in the playoffs. I don't have. I have less faith in Chicago. That's the thing. So I don't have a ton of faith in Boston. Don't misinterpret me there, and we'll get to the Wizards' path to success later, which includes Boston. But I I just have such little faith in Chicago that I'm going Boston in five. Okay, you got Boston in five. And it's also more like Brad Stevens over Hoytberg. There are lots of, you know... That's fine. All right, Boston in five. I got I got Boston in six. Moving on. The two is there anything else you want to talk about that or are we good on can I move on? We're good. Okay, two seed. Cleveland Cavaliers versus seven seed Pacers. Do you have any thoughts on Cleveland kind of conceding and giving Boston the one seed before we talk about the Pacers? None other than that. I don't think it matters, I think. I think we've talked about this offline before, but people are just underestimating the Cavs. I, I'm, count me 100% in the camp that they can turn it on when they want to. I've seen it this year. I saw it against the Wizards. Um, seen it in a few games. When they want to, they can turn it on. LeBron James is the best player in the world, and they're going to sweep Indiana. You have them sweeping Indiana. Sweep. In the regular season, Cavs took three of four. Are you, I kind of feel like, didn't you see them? They played a f- couple, uh, like a week ago, and the game was awesome. Sweet. Uh, where was it? It went to overtime. Remember the April 2nd? Sweet. Cleveland won 135-130. I like the Cavs in six. I think. Oh, I think. Sweet. I think that Cleveland, I'm not worried about them going the distance of the finals. Um, but I I don't think they're just primed to sweep going in the first and second round like I think they did last year. Um, I will give you one interesting stat. Okay. So I was looking up the 538 on all the odds. And out of those four top seeds in the East, so you have Celtics, Cavs, Raptors, Wizards, 
the Cavs, I want to say, have the lowest odds of advancing to the second round. That stat kind of was like, whoa to me. Well, they haven't but, been, they haven't been playing well recently. I'm not buying it. I mean, I've said that. I'm just not buying it. I feel like they'll turn it on, but that was very eye opening. Yeah, I just think where Cleveland kind of coasted last year, getting to the uh, getting to Toronto. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think they're going to struggle with the Pacers. I think Paul George versus LeBron is going to be awesome. I think Paul George is going to be going at them super hard. I'm a little worried. Jeff Teague rolled his ankle in the last game of the regular season. What do you think about Lance Stevenson being back? Does that move the needle for you at all? Yeah, if he's blowing in LeBron's ear. You know what uh, What just kind of bothers me, though, and rubs me the wrong way is how Paul George turned it on in the past month and a half. It's just like, dude, the NBA season started in October. What's up with that? Well, he's been he's had a good season, but he's been going I like I think he's just pissed at the world. He's pissed at the Pacers, he's pissed at everyone. And that Cleveland Indiana game on April 2nd was one of the best games of the season. And like Paul George was dunking on LeBron and LeBron was dunking on Paul George and they were just going back and forth. It was awesome. So you don't think Kevin Durant went down. He was like, "Hold on, I have a chance to get an all-NBA spot, that new collective bargaining agreement was signed, and he was like, oh, I might be missing out on like $80 million. I better step my game up. No, I think he knows he's getting paid. I think that's exactly what happened. Well, I still like Cleveland in six. I think the pay, I'm giving one game to Paul George out of respect. I mean, remember, this is a team we really like going into the season, and I think Cleveland's been playing so poor recently, I, I'll, I'll give them two. Cavs in six, you have a sweep. Okay, I disagree with that. Okay, uh, the three seed Toronto Raptors versus six seed Milwaukee Bucks. We were way off on the Bucks, by the way. So off. And the Bucks, I thought their Middleton injury would hurt them more. I mean, they sustained credit to Giannis. Yeah, I'll give you that. And Brogdon, Brogdon, I didn't know would come in anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, they've got Middleton back. They're one of the hottest teams in the East, the Bucks that are. Yo, credit to Jason Kidd, by the way. Kidd's done a good job. I mean, I think he got to know, like, Coach of the Year mentions. Or at, Jabari. He rallied this team. Jab- he, he deserves some credit here. And Jabari Parker's been out for, like, 30 games. Jabari's out. Exactly. He's done for the season. I mean, I got to give him credit where credit's due. That being said, as we talked about at the trade deadline, I love what the Raptors did at the deadline. I like the Raptors in six. I got a lot of in six games for the for the East. It gets a little bit different in the West, but I like the Raptors in six. As much as I like what the Greek Freak has done, I love the lineup. Lowry is back. They got DeRozan. They could go P.J. Tucker. They could go... Uh, they picked up... I agree with that. Ibaka. I like the Raptors in six. Exactly. Me too. Uh, I just think it's going to be hard for them to win... In Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's just going to be, like, going nuts. Milwaukee's um, going to get at least a win at home because of what you just said. They're so desperate for the for the playoffs. Exactly. But but Milwaukee's young. They have no. They have little to no playoff experience. Um, meanwhile, I mean, Toronto could go big. As you shorten your rotation, they could go small. And they still have Patterson and 
with Valensunas. They could go. They still got Powell off the bench. Carroll. They got they got lots to work with. I think Ibaka's been good for them, and I love PJ Tucker's toughness. I mean, outside of the Greek freak in Middleton, Milwaukee doesn't have a lot. I mean, Brogdon, you know, might win Rookie of the Year. He's been a nice add, but they're like they expect a lot out of Monroe. I mean, they Beasley plays. Or no, I don't know if Beasley's still with them, but Tony Snell plays 30 minutes a night for them. Tony Snell. Nah, I agree. Okay. Raptors in six. All right, now we'll get into it. Uh, Your Washington Wizards, the four seed versus the Hawks, uh, Atlanta Hawks, five seed. Wizards won the series three to one. Not breaking news anymore, but Mahimni is out for this whole series, right, Zach? With a calf injury? Correct. Okay. So now that it's been... Unless it goes like seven or some shit. How long has it been since the deadline? Deadline was in February. It's been about two months or six weeks since the deadline. What are your views on Brogdanovich after he was like in Fuego the first like three games they got him? Well, he's, he'll always be streaky. My my views on him are his fit with the Wizards. So, I mean, here's what he is. He's a streaky shooter. Can't really put the ball on the floor. Will never be confused with the lockdown defender. Um. He is what he is. My he gives him depth in case Beal were to roll an ankle or whatever. Um, how I feel about this Wizards team, however, is that Ubre is a much better fit. If we're trimming our our rotation to you know six, seven, maybe eight, probably seven with Mahimi out. Let's be honest. Um, that playoff rotation. And you can really only fit, I mean, it's going to vary depending on matchups, but Ubre with that hustle and that tenacity on D, I think adds more to a Wizards team that, let's be honest, we're already really putting on offense. Yeah, but your bench had no scoring. So the whole point was when Otto, Wall, and Beal were Don't on forget the court. Don't Jennings can... is, you know, scoring. I mean, well, he provides more offense than Trey Burke did. Actually, I'll go, this is weird, but... Since the deadline, I'm not kidding. Trey Burke has been secretly low-key better than Jennings. I think Jennings actually might be garbage. Well, Jennings isn't garbage, but he hasn't. Oh, he's in a horrible shooting slump right now. He's looking at his game log. And Burke are just both atrocious on defense. They are both so bad on D. Jennings struggles on D. He's so little. 6'1", 170. Zach, that's like my size. It's like me I know, trying but he's to guard. Quick and tenace. I mean, Beverly's little. I mean, he can't shoot. His shooting has been bad. He shot twenty four percent in April from the field. Twenty oh, percent from three. Not much better in March. He shot twenty nine percent and twenty one percent from three. That is ouch. Awful. I no wonder I hate him and think Trey Burke is better. Yeah. Well, that's. Let's talk more about your starters. We get, I mean, Burke yeah. shouldn't play in this series. Jennings should play very right, so little. First, give me, give me your prediction, and then I'm going to go off on my prediction and tell you why. Okay, I got the Wizards in five because Wall is better than Schroeder. Beal is better than Hardaway. Otto is better than Bazemore. I'm really worried about Al Horford. I think he's going to be a real tough matchup for you guys. Really? But, on the Celtics? Not Al Horford. What's his name? Paul Millsap. Thank you. Brain fart. 
I'm really worried about Paul Millsap because ah, dog Keith has got him. I like Keith a lot, but I think Millsap is one of the best power forwards in the league. Uh, the Dwight Gortat battle will be interesting. I think obviously Dwight is better than Gortat, but Gortat can neutralize the former, him. The former practice teammates. Yeah, I like your bench a little bit more. I can't believe I'm saying that, but Brogdanovich can come in and light it up, and and I I just like I think the Wizards. They've been playing on a short bench already. I think they're just ready to make a little run in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to fool around with Atlanta. I like the Wizards in five. They won the regular season series three to one. We just talked right. for four minutes about Brandon Jennings and Trey Burke. So if you're going to dive into the Wizards, can we make it about big good players and why this series yeah, is going to be I'll, fun I'll to watch? Yeah, I'll be very quick. So okay. this is going to be a series sweep. Okay. And the reason a sweep. is because... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out now. Wall and Beal haven't played in the playoffs since two years ago. They have been so angry. This is, like, angry Wall. Playoff Beal is, is a different level. We've seen this throughout his career, going back to even Florida in the tournament. Angry John Wall is going to be vicious on D. He's going to be flexing so hard, dunking with his left hand everywhere. I'm getting excited just talking about it. He He's so emotional, and it's been two years. Like, missing the playoffs last year killed him. Now, rewind even further than that. So, two years ago, so Atlanta goes to the conference finals to play the Cavs. Washington was up and basically had them beat. And this is when Wall, like, broke, broke his, his wrist. Yeah, I That's remember when this. Wall broke his wrist. Yeah, every oh, Wizards fan won't shut up about that. And he's still mad about it. He has to be. Beal, everyone. On top of that, Schroeder was a punk and was like talking smack like a fool. And don't think for a second that Walls hasn't forgotten that. Yeah, I'm excited to see Wall and Schroeder. He called Pierce's bank shot luck. I mean, the one was like, I called the... Anyway. I'm excited to see... Uh, Schroeder and Wall bang it out. I just think their whole backcourt and their all their guys, you're just better basically at every position. I know their frontcourt's a little bit better, but all their guys that they were like, like Schroeder is their second best player. And I, I don't even think he'd be like, the he'd be yeah. the fourth best player maybe on the Wizards. So they're more the talented. Hurts, and it hurts to lose a few fouls on Dwight. However, Jason Smith will get time, and I hated him in the beginning of the season. I'm you sure are I'm, so out on him. I am sure I'm on the podcast just dogging him. You're on the podcast dogging a lot of people. He's one of the best big man shooters in the game. Does this mean you don't want to trade John Wall anymore? <laughs> All right, Western Conference. <laughs> All right, moving on. You didn't tell me. Who did you pick in the raptors Buck series? I agreed with you on Raptors I said six. I think it might be Raptors in five. Look, give me Raptors in five because I don't want to agree with you on, like, anything. All right, you got Raptors in five. I feel really good about the Raptors over Milwaukee. I feel really good about Washington over Atlanta, although I could see Atlanta actually playing them tougher than five or a sweep. Um, I think I think the East is ripe for some tight. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close in the East. I think Bulls will give Boston I trouble. I think Eastern Pacers will give Cavs trouble. Be... Milwaukee's hot. What? I just I'm I'm in on the Raptors uh, 
rotation. They're, we'll get we'll talk about them more later. All right, can we go to uh, the West? Yeah, real quickly, I think the East semis could be vicious. Oh, we'll pot again then. We're going to come back after the first round, or even during the first first round, and talk about what's going on. Yeah, Wiz things match up nice against the Celtics. Yeah, maybe. no, it, things broke really nice for the Wizards. All you know, the whole second half of the season, I was talking to you and my brother. We got the Hawks and we avoided the Cavs. Yeah, it's perfect. It was, I think that's all you could ask. It's perfect. I was scared. I was terrified of the Bucks. I was terrified of the Heat. I don't know. Um. Anyway, Western Conference. All right, Western Conference. Uh, we're starting with the one seed, Oklahoma City uh, Warrior, or sorry, the Warriors uh, against the Portland Trail Warriors Blazers. against the Blazers. That's a sweep. Let's go to the two seed, Spurs Grizzlies. Uh, I have Warriors in five. I have Lillard getting hot. Maybe Nurkic can make it back from his fractured. Fib- can we? Can we like spend thirty seconds talking about the Nurkic trade? Yeah. Nurkic yeah. was so awesome once he went to Portland and, like, gave them this, dom- not dominance a stretch, but, like, awesome center that they haven't had and made them super fun and single-handedly flipped the switch for them to become good again and then overtake Denver, who he was traded from. No, I agree. That's, that was the coolest subplot is that Denver traded him and then it was them duking it out for the eight. I, I would say Nurkic on Portland was easily a top five most entertaining storyline of the second half of the season. Outside well, of like it was it was definitely the deadline deal of the year. It was it's funny because they traded Boogie to the Pelicans. Everyone's like, oh, New Orleans for the eighth seed yeah. now. And then quietly it was like the other big man, Nurkic, who made the push for the eighth seed and like stole the fucking season. I'm sorry for cussing. That's fine. So I liked, I liked, uh, I don't know. I just love that storyline. I like the Warriors in five. I think Lillard gets super hot one game and carries them to a victory. I will say this. Uh, Lillard called Blazers in six. Although I don't blame him at all. Like, what is he going to say? Yeah, I know. Um, um, let's move on. All right. If Lillard gets unconscious, maybe, and they'll, they maybe steal a home game, but I just doubt yeah. it. I'm giving Portland home crowd and Lillard a game. So Warriors in five. Uh, KD's back, but KD could rest. And Warriors are so hot right now, and the Warriors are so good right now. I just don't know who's going to stop them. We'll give our finals predictions at the I end I think having Durant out helped them. Like, Steph refound his mojo. Like they, They've been really good, dude. Clay's been no really good. The they've been so good the last couple. Like, Clay is a robot. Uh, yeah, I agree. All right, should we move on? Yeah. Spurs, uh, Spurs, Grizzlies, two seed, San Antonio Spurs, seven seed Grizzlies. Uh, the season series was tied two two. I'm gonna look this up. I think Tony Allen is out for the series. What? Uh, let's see. I'm looking it up right now. My prediction was. Yeah, he's uh, out. He's out indefinitely. I wanted uh, San Antonio at six. That may change now. I have I'm a little worried about the Tony Allen injury. I think the Grizzlies are a tough matchup for the Spurs. I think their style of play is even. I expect Mike Conley to dominate this series. And I agree. Marcus Gasol is awesome. I still like the Spurs. I liked the Spurs in seven. 
But now that Tony, I was before I knew Tony Allen was out, I'm going to take the Spurs in six. But I had him in seven before I knew Tony Allen was hurt. I don't like how Gasol has kind of turned into Brooke Lopez. But um, what are you talking about? Gasol is so much better than Brooke Lopez. Honestly, Gasol is but what the third best center in the league. No, he's getting like eight rebounds a game. I like that he added a three, but he just like stands out there now. Who's better than him? Who's better than Marcus All? Three centers better than Gasol. How about give me Gobert? Uh, I take Marcus All over Gobert. Give me the brow. Give me brow's not a Carl Anthony Towns. Give me cat. Yeah, I, well, I'm talking for one season. I take Carl Anthony Towns over. But isn't Carl Anthony Towns a four? Isn't he technically a four? Or no, he's a five. No, he's dude, a five. Come on. So yeah, whatever. He's still top. I'll give you Towns. Give me DeAndre Jordan. I'll give you Jordan give, and on, Boogie. Dude. Those two, DeAndre and Boogie and Towns. Anthony so he's four. Davis? Davis is not a five. He's not a five. He's a four. That's why they always had Oseek. That's why they went out and got Boogie. You're not. What about Gobert? I I like Gasol more than Gobert, even though Gobert had a great year. I I love Gobert. You haven't watched. You haven't watched. You haven't watched Gasol, dude. He's a beast. He passes the ball great. He's got an awesome shot now. He's one of the best defending centers. I know Gobert is an absolute rim-blocking stuffer, but Gasol's a beast. Gasol dominates... His brother now. Um, and I think the Spurs are going to struggle. Dude. This is not going to be, even though it's a two versus seven, I got the Spurs in six. The biggest problem for the Spurs is not the center. It's they still, and this is why I have no faith in them in the playoffs. Tony Parker is still their starting point guard. I agree. Part of me just wants to think that he can, I don't know, dial it back. No. Yeah, find some, find Can they, some I, oil. I'm all. I don't know their cap situation, so I'm not going to go and make predictions. Patty Mills is very good, though. Patty Mills is a nice backup point guard, but Mike Conley has come as having a had a career year. I know he got hurt for a while, but even when he came back, a career season, and I think he's just going to really make things tough for the Spurs unless they put Kawhi on him. Well, yeah, you just answered your own question. Yeah, that's what I would do. Spurs also won 60 games. What's interesting is they both, so I was thinking about this with my uh, six man of the year award. You know, I've not that I picked him, but Zebo off the bench was so brilliant. And San Antonio's doing the same thing with Powell. And it's just kind of funny how it's worked out so well for both teams. They have these vets who are so offensively skilled just coming in and bullying second units. But it's going to be fun to see those two come off the bench and match up against one another. One of the craziest stat lines of the season is Powell is shooting 54% from three. And he's averaging 1.6 attempts. So it's not like he just shoots it like once every five games. That's a good one. I like that. Nice research. Uh, well, I'm just looking at their team stats right now. Um, I think I the Spurs are going to have trouble because Tony Barker is still the point guard. I can't wait for our offseason preview because there's a lot of point guards available and the cap is going up again. And I could totally see the Spurs just going hard and getting like George Hill or something like that and getting a point guard who could actually play. No, 
No disrespect to Tony Parker. He's just gotten to the point. Well, we know George Hill is a Spursian uh, player. Yeah, he used to play for him. So that's what I, maybe George uh, Hill to the Spurs. Trade. That's who they got uh, Kawhi for. Yeah. All right. Can we move on? Who's you? Who do you have? I have Spurs in. I have Spurs in six. What is your? I had him in seven. I'm dropping it to six because of the Tony Allen injury. Who do you like? I have Spurs in six. Spurs in six. You should take him in seven. I had him in seven. We can't agree. No, Tony. If Tony Allen was healthy, I I would take the Spurs in seven. Okay. All right. Let's go. Houston Rockets, the three seed, against the o- Oklahoma City Thunder. Damn, the MVP so showdown. Wildly, so wildly entertaining. This is the, I wish the, the award was announced. Uh, Harden versus Westbrook. This is going to be the I media. I have Rockets and six. I think, I think OKC's got a really good team. It is not just Westbrook. I hate the whole notion that Westbrook doesn't have anyone. I mean... Who are you relying on, Oladipo? Like who? I think Stephen Adams is very good. I think Oladipo, Westbrook. I think they just have so many good. Don't have any like, you know, Scotty Pippins or you know, number two like like that. But they can never hang with the Warriors and stuff. They have no stars, but they have so many above-average players from Doug McDermott and Todd Gibson to Oladipo. Just so much canter off the bench. I mean, they just have a lot of solid players. Roberson on D is going to be like all-NBA defense. Yeah, they have a lot of NBA players. Uh, I'll give you that. Like, I know I'm... But they don't have enough... I just... I don't... Oladipo is good. He's like a nice player, but he doesn't have another star to go to. He has a lot of good players. I don't think they can score enough to keep up with Houston. I don't see this being a sweep. I think Houston in five or six. You said six. I got Houston in five. Now I'm kind of jealous and I want five. It's too late. You said six. And the Rocket, I think even though OKC is in like live and die by the three like Houston is, um, I just think the Rockets are basically better in everything the Thunder try to do. And I know Westbrook's season's been great. We're going to talk about the MVP in a minute. But I like, uh, I think Harden is right about there with, with Westbrook. So I'm like Houston in five. I don't think there's much All right, the series of the first round, Jazz, Clippers. Well, it's the, it's the NBA nerd series. The series that everyone, every average NBA fan, anyone who like just wants to be entertained is going to be Rockets Thunder. Because every one of those games is going to be in like the 120s. But every NBA like pundit and every NBA nerd is really excited about Jazz Clippers. The Clippers, I wrote this down wrong. The Clippers are the four seed? Yeah. I wrote it down wrong. I had the Jazz as the four. So the Clippers are the four seed. Uh, both won 51 and 31. Clippers won the season series 3-1. There is a bunch of very interesting matchups in this series. I think Gobert versus DeAndre will be awesome. Uh, Paul versus George Hill will be fun. Um, I saw the Clippers play in person healthy a month ago. And they were super boring. They don't look there. I'm just tired of this Clippers team. Was CP3 playing? Yes. And he's been great. He has been great since he came back from injury. 
And be, even though all that, I'm worried about the Jazz inexperience, I'm taking the Jazz in seven, which I'll probably regret. I just want the Clippers to lose so they blow up I their want, team. I know. I agree, and I'm with you. I got the Clippers in six or seven. I think it's going to be Rockets, Spurs, Clippers, Warriors, and then Warriors, um, Rockets. I have the Rockets upsetting the Spurs. So you're, In the East, I have wait, wait, Cavs-Wizards with the Cavs winning. So you just did your whole playoffs. Yeah, I just had to drop that, dog. Um, I like... Who will the Spurs play? Spurs will play the Rockets. Rockets. I like... Oof. I don't know. I think I like the Rockets. I've been Team Rockets all season. I loved them in our preview. Loved the Me over. Too. Killed that. No, you didn't like them as much as I did. I'll take the Rockets. I like the Jazz, but obviously not against the Warriors. I agree. I think it's going to be Wizards-Cavs. Who is your finals prediction? Warriors over Cavs in five or six. No, no, not five. LeBron's too good. Warriors in six over the Cavs. I like the Cavs in seven. I'm really worried about the Cavs perimeter defense and their ability to stop penetration which is probably why they'll lose but I just think LeBron is still going to get them to that level and I'm just not ready to root against LeBron and I think they have more clutch gamers that could like close out and, and like rise to the occasion than the Warriors do so I'm taking Cavs in 7 you're taking Warriors in 6 yeah okay you said five, uh, but sure, I'll give you give six. Me six. Six. Yeah? Okay. We'll revalue. We'll revisit that every round and see how they look. But that's basically it. You the only one we disagreed on were the, was the uh, Jazz and the Clippers. Basically, we. Yeah, I mean that's the only one that could really go either way. That's I the think. only upset pick too. I, I picked the Jazz over the. I see the Jazz I just over the. Don't, not this year. I can't tell if it's good or Last bad. Last year when it was like the Hornets and the Heat and all these like crazy randoms, it was, you know, sure, you can go ahead and pick upsets. This year, I just it's pretty clear cut with the top, you, you know, the top four seeds in both conferences, aside from the West, because the West is like five top seeds, um, you know, they're pretty clear cut. Yeah. I yeah, it's t- I mean it's tough to pick against chalk. I don't think there's going to be a major upset, but who knows? There could always be an injury. I remember when CP transitioning into MVP because we were. Should we start? Let's just start with MVP. Who's your? MVP? I'm going to start. Um, <laughs> Westbrook. You have Westbrook. I have Westbrook, LeBron, Kawhi, then Harden. My MVP is Kawhi. I can't argue. Can I give you my reasoning? Please. Before I even talk about Kawhi, I'm going to eliminate everyone else. So I still think LeBron is the best player in the world, but they've been like okay to bad the last month, which like when the MVP race really heated up, which which is interesting though. They're not doing the MVP until the end of the season this year. It's in, like, June. So I don't know well, if they're... they're voting. No, no. So this is the problem. They vote now? Everyone's votes are in today. 
Mm. And then they're not announcing it. Okay. I didn't know that. That's good. That's a good tidbit. All right. Well, because of the way the Cavs finished, I'm taking LeBron off the list, even though I still think he's the best player in the league. Uh, for Westbrook, who had the mo- you know, this historic season, averaged a triple-double, broke Oscar's record, has been so clutch, you know, has so many game-winning shots. What really bothers me is the way that he's chased stats, especially with rebounds. He has, like, the most uncontested rebounds in the You're league by a mile. a little school teacher. All right. And I don't like he has the least contested threes in the NBA for a point guard by a mile. In the, NBA, in the entire NBA, he contests no threes because he just lets him shoot and then runs in to get the rebound. So the thing that he, I just think he's been chasing triple doubles, which doesn't make the feat any less impressive, but because the usage rate, his team only won 48 games or whatever, 40, 47 games. I'm taking him off the list. Then there's James Harden, who was amazing. And I love James. I'm a big James Harden guy. Basically had the same season as Westbrook, just a little bit less. I mean, he averaged 29, 8, and 11. He almost averaged a triple-two, triple-double-two, just Westbrook was so good that nobody talked about Harden. Um, but his team won more games, so I don't know. But for the same argument, I'm taking him off. So I go to Kawhi, who averaged 26, 6 uh, rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. He shot 49% from the field as a wing player, which is pretty ridiculous. And he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. His team won 61 games. He just checks the most boxes. Like, he's the best defender. Best defense, best two-way player in his team won 61 games. It's like kind of like a loser pick, and I think whoever wins it, even if Harden wins it or whatever, I mean, everyone will be talking about Westbrook season in 50 years from now or in 30 years from now when they look back at the 2016 2017 season, they're going to talk about Westbrook's triple doubles. They're not going to talk about Harden won the MVP or whatever. For that reason, Westbrook will probably win the MVP because of that. I think Westbrook's usually going to win it. Um, He's the media darling by a mile, and it's it's fun. I agree. Well, even more so than that, he's the NBA. Like all all NBA players are all on board with him winning. So he has, like, the players' support. Oh, he has the players' support. He has a lot of the fans' support. Which rings loud. And on top of that, I think a lot of media members, now all their votes are public, right? And a lot of them are going to ear on the side of caution and be, like, embarrassed three years from now if they didn't vote for the guy with the triple-double. Let me debunk a few myths, all right? Okay. First of all, I hate the argument for Harden being so Simmons' argument for Harden is that Harden Simmons has a vote. His feeling is that the Rockets Vegas over under was I don't know like forty four something whatever it was they outperformed it by like fifteen games. Yeah, they crushed and. And the Thunder over under Vegas was like mid 40s, and they outperformed it by like two games. Therefore, you know, Harden made it seem that much better, all this, that, and, you know, the Thunder arguably have a better supporting cast than the Rockets. And Simmons did, this was super interesting. He was like, let's do a draft. You have Westbrook and Harden as captains. 
who's the second player you're, you know, who's your first pick? Probably like Steven Adams. Like, basically Adams three of your top four picks, you know, are coming from the Thunder, really. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. No, so so he's giving like lots of good reasons for Harden. Harden is a beast. They like, won 55 games. If no, it, I agree. Listen, here's my argument against that. I think Vegas was way too high on the Thunder. I had them missing the playoffs, okay? Houston? Also, I thought Vegas was way too low on the Rockets. We had the Rockets like super high. I think the hardware for the Rockets needs to go to Daryl Morey because he hired Dan Tony. Surrounded Harden with all these crazy three-point specialists, installed this system, and had the vision. And some Coach of the Year votes for Dan Tony for empowering Harden. Well, but moving Harden to Harden point guard, the product of the Dan Tony system, as was Nash, and I think Westbrook um, has outperformed. Anyway, that, that's just yeah. Me. You're you're starting to lose me a little. I get what you're saying. Morley did a great job. I love that D'Antoni finally has a team built around his system. And like when he was with the Knicks, they were constantly trying to do that. When he went to the Lakers, it was a nightmare. It was even worse. So he finally has his guys. You know the Gordon. You know Gordon. They picked up Lou Williams. Ryan Anderson's been like awesome at being Ryan Anderson. You know they got Clint Capella just blocking it up. I like your points that Oklahoma City has a better supporting cast. I still like Kawhi. I think I would go Kawhi, Harden, Westbrook. I don't know. The Westbrook-Harden thing's tough. Who's your fifth? Who's your fifth pick? Probably the Greek Freak. Interesting. I like it. I can't argue. Can I'm we, thinking it's between Isaiah Thomas or John Wall. Um, I go Greek Freak. Can we Can we like pick so, up the pace a little bit, Zach? Hold or? on. Initially, we'll move off MVP after this one very interesting point. Okay. Play. Get it out quicker than your last one. God, I have so many. So... With LeBron, he was initially my pick, all right, for many, many reasons Okay, that I don't have time to go into. Okay. Jeff Van Gundy debunked it in 10 seconds. He was arguing for Isaiah Thomas on his ballot. He was like, he was just like, they finished with more wins and a higher seed than Cleveland and he had less talent than LeBron. How could I possibly rank LeBron above Isaiah Thomas? I mean, I, I Isaiah Thomas had a great... There was like 13 players or something that scored over 25 points a game this season, which like shattered That's the NBA crazy. record. Isaiah was great. So many players had career years this year. It's just because the pace is faster. There's more shooting. It's much more... It's it's an exciting product. Everyone's trying to <laughs> be the Warriors. rookie of the year? All right, thank you. I'm... I got, let's do these last few, a couple rapid, a little bit more rapid. I got Dario Saric edging out Malcolm Brogdon, who edges out Billy Herman Gomez from the Knicks, who led all rookies in double-doubles. I agree, Saric. Um, real quickly, the reason there aren't that many great rookies is because the NBA is just so good, and these young players, like, it's harder. It was also a horrible You're draft. Confident. It was a terrible draft, Zach. I'm not saying well, there yeah, won't be good Simmons players. Simmons didn't play. Simmons didn't play. And anyway. Yeah, Simmons didn't play. I'm not saying that, that players from this draft class won't be good. 
But if you just compare it to the year before or you compare it to this year's draft, it's not even close. I can't wait to preview this year's draft. I know last last year was like a 10-minute segment we previewed this year's draft or last year's draft. I want to do a whole podcast on the 2017 NBA. I could do a whole podcast on the lottery alone. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We'll save that. Stay tuned for that. Who did you have? Did you just tell me? Sarich? Yeah, I'm with you. Sarich is now, fun, dude. Sarich is a lot of fun to watch. The Sixers are terrible. Who's the sixth man of the year? Six man, I put Iguodala, which I Eric feel like... Gordon. Yeah, Eric Gordon was awesome. He had a ton of threes. My argument for Iguodala was... He did a great job filling in when KD got hurt, and Iguodala does everything for them, whereas Eric Gordon just comes in and rains three-pointers. He averaged 16 points off the bench, which is awesome, but it's basically he's just a shooter, and that's all he does, where Iguodala comes in. Who's your coach of the year? Balls everyone out. Uh, Coach of the year, I wanted, even though I hate the Heat, I wanted the Heat to make the playoffs so it would go to Eric Spolstra because I thought he was the best coach. Uh, I think it will go to Mike D'Antoni, though. My vote is for Pop. Um, I thought about D'Antoni. I'd rather give Exec of the Year to Maury. I, I second that. hiring D'Antoni and just like realizing that D'Antoni was the only imperfect coach for empowering Harden and installing his like three or nothing. Uh, yeah, uh, did you see the ring? I know you saw the ring. They're like a science ball, uh, experiment or like a math project. Is it's like so much analytics on one team, and it's like we're just not, we're just only shooting threes or dunking the ball with Clint Capella, and it's awesome. Yeah, I I love watching the Rockets play. I love James Harden. He's like one of my top three favorite players in the league. I agree with you, Amorley Maury. Um, I'm so, I, I kind of thought you were gonna say Scott Brooks, to be honest. He did well, but I mean, what pop dude? Pop. Pop's, Pop's the best coach in the league. I gave honorable mention to Quinn Snyder and Scott Brooks. It's like people say, by the way, I also, we'll go into this when we have more time, but I think there should be an MVP for the season that stretches like the regular season and play. We have a finals MVP. Give a regular season they, MVP. Call it like the Carl Malone Award or something. But then do a season long MVP. Like last year, LeBron would have won the season-long one. But Curry could have had the regular season. And then you have finals MVPs with, like, Kawhi Leonard's when he was 21 and Iguodala's and, like, you know, people who show out in the finals. But How do you not have a play? I mean, yeah, I guess when Iguodala won. I was going to say, wouldn't the playoff MVP just be the finals MVP? Like, how can you give the MVP in the no, playoffs to anyone on the team play- who didn't win the championship? Just- have a finals MVP a regular season like Carl Malone Award, and then a season MVP that's, like, nominated on after the fi- – like, vote after the finals. I'm like, gonna... LeBron would have should have won last year. He was the best player. I mean, LeBron should win it every year. to finish of the entire season. Like, the season doesn't end with the regular season. It ends at the end of the finals. I respectfully hate your idea. The the a regular season Carl Malone and then a season like MVP. Like Carl Malone won over Jordan. That was BS. Jordan whooped his ass in the championship. Well, what happens is they just don't want to give it to the same player every year. That's what happened to LeBron. That's what happened to Jordan. And then they realized they made a mistake. That they're like wrong for doing that. Well, that's what the finals MVP. The, the revisionist history is crazy. 
Jordan should have won it for a decade. You could say the same about LeBron, though. LeBron has been the best player in the league for a decade. Easy. Easy. Uh, and we'll I see. agree. And if he wins again, I, we're like, I'm ready to just like really start talking about Jordan. So we'll see. I'm kind of. We'll see. We're gonna bring on some other people later in the playoffs who are a big Cavs fan. Talk about LeBron, but I hate your idea. Can we move on? Yes. Okay. I think that's it for awards. That's the only. Oh, most improved. Did you do most improved? Ooh. Who's yours? Greek freak. Giannis. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, that's fun. I love him. Watch the Bucks in the playoffs if you haven't. No, I'm not saying to you. I'm just saying to anyone who's listening. Okay, Zach. For all, for all of our listeners who wanted to hear anything. Otto is my runner-up. Otto, Otto should get some votes. I agree with that. Okay. We're going to change gears here. If you don't care about our, pre- our season preview, that's fine. But we're going to go back to our season preview. We're just going to kind of look at how we did over-unders and stuff like that. Um, are you ready, Zach? Yeah. All right, let's start with the East. First of all, the East we didn't do... We did pretty good at the top. We had Cavs, Celtics, Raptors. We were way over on the Pacers. We had the Wizards at five. Like, I thought we were down on the Wizards, and we had the Wizards at five. That's pretty good. Where we were way off, we had the Pistons in the playoffs. We had the Knicks in the playoffs, our collaborative. You had the Knicks at nine. So, before you start crushing me on the Knicks, uh, you were right behind me. I had them at eight. You had them at nine. And then... For over-under, Zach, the teams we disagreed on, you had the Nets under. You were right. I picked them over on 20 and a half wins. They What did they finish with? Uh, Not 20. No they, were all, they fin- no, they finished with 20, but it was 20 and a half. Vegas with some of these was insane. Vegas with the Hawks, 43 and a half. They, fi- they won 43 games. I won that one. I had under. You had over. Uh, another one we disagree. You hated the Pistons. I love the Pistons. Is it what is Detroit gonna do? Is Detroit gonna trade Reggie Jackson? Like I what? think they should stand pat because they have more talent than their record showed. Yeah, I mean they were pretty bad this year and uninspiring. And there's like a lot of data behind Reggie Jackson and Drummond together. Like is so bad defensively that it doesn't work. Or maybe not. Just that when they play together, it doesn't work. So, it doesn't shock me. Um, the Hornets. You love the Hornets. You took the over 42 and a half. Hornets won. I should have known that Tim and Marvin Williams would be a bunch Yeah, together. I took that. And I thought Lynn leaving them would hurt him a lot, too. And it did. And so the Hornets regressed. 36 and 46. I won that one. I think they're just like forever stuck in mediocrity. We both love the Wizards over. Nailed that. We were basically off on everyone else, though. We got we lost on the Bulls, we lost on the Heat. We had the Bucks thirteenth sack, thirteenth. We both that's embarrassing. We took the under both of us on thirty four and a half games. Bucks won. Well, it's funny though. I will say that my reasoning for marking them down so much was Mid- Middleton, Middleton being out, and once Middleton came back, I mean they just went on a tear. Yeah, they've been pretty good. Um, he came back better than I expected. I mean, they that and quiet, sneaky Greg Monroe for them has just been excellent. I'm, I'm kind of, he could opt out at the end of the year, and I'm kind of curious what he's going to do. I don't know what he'll get paid. 
I mean, I bet he does opt out because the cap is going up again. Uh, I was way off on the magic. You hated the magic. You took the under on 37 and a half, got that right. I took the over. Obviously, that was a huge mistake. They only won 29 games. Other than that, though, we were off on everyone for over-unders. You went 6-9. and nine. I went 5-10, and ten, which is pathetic. The East was tough, though. We said it going into the season. We knew a bunch yeah, of these the teams. The East was impossible because there are so many teams just in that middle bunch. Yeah, we got a lot of it right. Where We got we got it wrong on all the bad teams. As it still, it could have gone, like, either way. I mean, let's be honest. On the last, this is actually insane. On the last day of the regular season, you have the Nets resting like Jeremy Lin, Brooke Lopez. Now, why in the world the Nets be resting players, the people without a first-round draft pick? I have no idea. Um, I thought this was all about like a winning culture for them and this and that. What I'm getting at is, I mean, here we have the Nets sitting at 20, which is their Vegas or 20 and a half is their over-under. Um... You have a lot of teams that could have gone either way with a couple. So, you know, we knew as that if we were actually gambling, I don't think we would have put our money on those spots. Let's, let's get to the West, no. though. Yeah. It was tough. We did terrible. We did a lot better in the West, though. Maybe next year we'll just, like, do over-unders on teams we feel very confident about, like the Rockets. Well, I want to see if we could get better. I wanna, I'm going to save this these notes and see if we could get better. What I liked was, in the West, we killed it, though. Um, for the playoffs, we nailed it. Um, the difference was, we were off on one team. We had Minnesota in, which was obviously we got wrong. Their over-under was 40 and a half. They were bad. They won, uh, where were they? Oh, they were all the way down here, Jesus. They won 31 games. Uh, I we had Memphis remember... at 9. We had Memphis at 9 and Minnesota at 8, and that's where we were off. We had every other Western team I vaguely team remember personally marking Portland low. Well, you we both took the under. We we came in with them at the five seed, but their over-under was 45 and a half. We both took the under and nailed that at 41, which quite frankly, yeah, without, the, good about that. without the Nurkic trade, they would have been way below that and would have missed the playoffs. But they got Nurkic, yeah. and Nurkic like, turned into like a poor man's shack, and then all of a sudden they went on a huge tear. Um, who else? For over-unders, uh, I hated the Lakers and took the under. I was right on that. You loved the Lakers. You were wrong. Other ones we disagreed on, the Kings. I took the over on the Lakers? You took the over, 24 and a half. You took the over. Uh, oh, I, you were right. I read that wrong. You took the over, 24 and a half, and they hit it at 26. I was wrong. Uh, no, I apologize. Yeah. Yo, what did we each go in the West? Just give us our records in the West. You went eight and seven. I went nine and six. Damn. So we have the same record overall. Same record overall. Conferences. My favorite was the Rockets. I loved the Rockets in the preseason. I said their offense was going to rock. I said their yeah, defense I would have put be good. so much money on that. The Rockets was my favorite like story of the season of them being good. Did we even talk? I think we talked about preseason MVP odds and we both liked Harden. Yeah, I think that's right too. I don't remember. I didn't listen to the West one. I should have listened to that. But we did, we just loved everything about the Rockets. And for that reason, I'm rooting for the Rockets to make a run, but nobody right now in the West or maybe... Well, I, I have them going to the conference finals. I think... Yeah, I like that too. They might pose... They could potentially pose the greatest threat to 
for the Warriors in the NBA because they could just shoot, shoot. Although, I mean, it's not like the Warriors can't shoot with those guys. But um, I think at this point in the season, you got to keep in mind KD's been out a while. Like when KD gets going again, which he already is, but I don't think anyone's in the same stratosphere as the uh, the Warriors right now. But I'm I also agree. I'm counting on LeBron and the Cavs by by the finals if they make it there, which I think they will. To like finally be hitting it on full seat. Obviously, they're not right now. I think they're going to struggle a little with the Pacers. I'm sure they'll struggle with Toronto. Uh, you know that game, that series could go six, maybe seven. But I like them to survive the East, and hopefully, by the time they get into the Eastern Conference Finals, into the finals, they'll be on that next that next level. Unfortunately, you know what bothers me. You know what bothers me a little bit. What is that? KD was on the Warrior um, Thunder. I think they'd easily be favored to win it all. Uh, I disagree. With I feel like them winning the amount of games they did and Russell um, Westbrook having that cast is just like proving that this would have been his best supporting cast ever. Well, I I agree that this team is better, but a lot of that is because they don't have to pay Durant. So some of the guys they brought in, they couldn't afford without him. Um, nah, not really. They had Oladipo, dude. They had Cantor. They had this entire squad. They had pulled that Ibaka trade uh, well, before Durant decided. I And they, the trade they made mid, mid-season where they just fleeced Please, Chicago. Okay, so maybe that. But nah, even but that, th- I don't think they really wanted that much salary. I don't I think mean, they'd McDermott's be... McDermott's on his rookie contract, so was, um, what's his name, Todd Gibson. I mean, nah, dude, uh, I don't think so. Dude, the Warriors have been steamrolling the league with Durant hurt. So even if you throw Durant on the thunder, and this is my main argument against the Warriors, is... I still would take the Warriors because I don't know if Durant hasn't really shown that he's a killer. Hence, they blew a 3-1 lead in the Western Conference Finals. Taking deep jumpers and like not going to the rim to close games out. And then you look at the Warriors. They blew a 3-1 lead against the Cavs where Curry kind of stiffened up. Clay, Clay, without Clay Thompson in the Western Conference Finals, they wouldn't have even made it to the Finals. But then he kind of disappeared a little in the Finals. I just think LeBron and Kyrie are better in the clutch, and that's why I'm taking them. I'm terrified of LeBron's minutes, though, because I could see LeBron getting tired, and I'm I'm worried about that, which could lead to a potential mellow trade, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I read that the teams that they'll watch for mellow trades would be what happens to Cleveland, what happens to Oklahoma City, what happens to the Clippers. All those teams could be possible mellow destinations. Or Boston. Sounds about right. If Boston, if Boston like loses in the first round of the Bulls, and anything's on the table, if they don't get Gordon Hayward or anyone else. Well, since we're both equal in our uh, over unders, let's keep track of these first round series predictions. Yeah, I got um, everything written down. I'm going to Game One uh, Wizards Hawks on Sunday. Really? Yeah. That's sick. We're uh, Daniel's gonna be in town, and we're gonna watch. I, I think we're, it's at ten in the morning over here, so we're probably just gonna wake up and watch him from the couch. Huh. Nice. 
So I'm All right, buddy. I'm most excited to watch them play over anyone else. I'm just excited to see the Wizards and Hawks go after it. The Wizards will be fun. I'm excited to see Angry Wall and playoff feel. It's been so, I mean, the way they went out of the playoffs two years ago against the Hawks with Wall breaking the wrist, it was, it's been a long time coming. I agree. Um, all right, man. A good time. We'll, we'll be back for the second round. All right? Love it. All right, talk to you later, Z. Peace. Later. Be sure to get down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. Ooh-wee, you can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time.